Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Zero RB, the most controversial and maybe toxic phrase in all of best ball. We're drafting today. That's what we do on Fridays. And I figured I'm feeling I'm feeling old. Feeling old and feeling like I'm in a giving mood this week. So we're gonna give back to the community as I draft and I tell you that I'm gonna draft a zero RB team. And I draft it. So all the EV for you, even more than drafting with idiot streamers, drafting with an idiot streamer who's telling you what he's doing before he does it. Let's get into it. Yes, Silas. Pivoting, pivoting to underdog today. Um, Fridays are often going to be drafters, drafts, and Mondays with Silas and myself. Monday nights will often be underdog, but I'll be totally honest with you. I'm being selfish. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna tell you guys my strategy before I draft here. I'm at least going to do it on the platform that I think um, is most beneficial for zero RB. And I don't want, well, between drafters and underdog, underdog is certainly a more zero RB friendly um, tournament format. So fuck it. I'm doing the draft on underdog. Maybe we'll mix in a special draft stream next week on drafters to make up for it. No, Dan, I did not just get off the golf course. I did just get back from walking my dogs, literally. I ran in. Uh, that's why I was about a minute late. I sprinted in from the the heat and humidity of walking the dogs to get here. And one of one of my dogs made it extra difficult because he's terrified of everything, like any loud noise. And so, in our subdivision. There's tons of construction going on, like new houses going going up, and so every one of the uh, like you know 
big trucks that come in and make the beeping noises and make the just the loud noises. We can't even like walk in their general direction because he's he's afraid of them. And then today, as we're turning the corner to come back into uh, the street that our house that our house is on, uh, the school bus bringing all little kids back home goes by us and like hits the brakes and the brakes are all loud and he jumps and freaks out. And then he's like, he's got to avoid the school bus and he's kind of like dragging me all over the place. So if I'm a little sweaty, it's hot out. Plus my dog gave me a little extra workout because he's scared. He's scared of the school bus. Um, tiring him out. That's, that's typically what I do. What I do a lot of the time is try to tire out these psychopaths. Um, before the stream starts, let's go ahead and get in here. It's Friday. We don't need to fuck around and, uh, you know, putts around and uh, wait to hop in the draft. Let's just get on in. Looks like only one more handful. Hope everyone is having a wonderful, a wonderful Friday. Um, this is what I'm here for too, Paul. Maybe, maybe I'm here to get my first Zeke share. <clears throat> my first Zeke share as a zero RB target. Maybe we can get him to fall to, you know, where he should go in drafts, like the seventh round or something. Um, I can assure you I'm not going to weigh in on the quarterback by week madness. I did talk about it a little bit last year. Um, I think that I was getting notifications of stuff from la like uh, likes and stuff from some a Twitter thread of last year where we talked about it. And uh, I guess I now I am going to now I am going to weigh in on it. I just said I wasn't going to weigh in on it. But ultimately, I think uh, <laughs> sorry, Lundar says uh, just started watching, and the first thing I hear is it's Friday. No need to f around. Yeah, man, it's by the time Friday gets here, it's been a long week, and uh, we're here to draft. We're not here to you know putts around. That's what the rest of the week is for. We're just trying to get through the work week, and then uh, Fridays are uh, you know. Let's have some fun. Everybody's probably ready. The weather's nice in most places, except Colorado. Apparently, if you play DFS, uh, it's like it's like eighty-five and hot and like humid as shit here. But uh, out there, they're having games canceled for snow. Uh, so this one, this this makes makes it a nice easy start for me. I am taking Jefferson over Chase. I don't feel like we need to have – we've had that probably discussion a few times already this offseason. I don't really feel like we need to have it. I think it's splitting hairs on who you prefer. I think uh, I prefer Jefferson to to Chase. Um, and that's pretty much pretty much that. I've had him ranked that way. I'm pretty certain I've had him ranked that way all along since, you know, the pre-draft contest. But um, pretty excited for Jefferson, actually. Um and I've been drafting quite a bit on DraftKings, where I also am very heavy zero RB and hero RB. Definitely my like predominant structures <clears throat> over there. And Jefferson, uh, you know, there's more spots that you can get Jefferson on DraftKings because sometimes he'll be there at the seventh or eighth pick, right? And so you're just able to get, as long as you're taking him over the Derrick Henrys and Austin Ecklers of the world, which I am. I'm able to get a lot of Jefferson and particularly on the PPR sites. I mean, I, it, he just feels like such an absolute smash. Like the floor is basically what he's done these last two years, which is elite, elite wide receiver production. 
and the ceiling is the new coaching staff comes in and actually turns this into a modern NFL offense with him as the feature, you know, player. Um, I think if we were to, you know, bet on someone matching Cooper cup, he's, he's more of the, the bet to me than Jamar chase, but Jamar chase has the greatest wide receiver prospect of all time. (laughs) Um, You know, a little bit of hyperbole, but, you know, one of the greatest wide receiver prospects of all time in an elite offense with a great quarterback and a great coach. And, you know, all these, these things that give him this upside, particularly on underdog in the, you know, in a weekly, when a week to week, as we, I mean, we just saw what he did in one week in the championship last year. I'm not sure how many people even have that in their bag. Him, maybe Jefferson cup. Tyreek used to, I don't know that Tyreek has that anymore. Devante used to, you know, um, I guess Gabe, what Gabe did it. Gabe has it in his bag somewhere. Exactly. David coaching upgrade. Can it, sorry. My allergies are also going absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Good Lord guys. This is hilarious. Let me think about this. I have been taking AJ Brown over T Higgins and I don't actually have as much T Higgins as I want. So I'm going to take him. I think I have AJ Brown ranked over T, but they're very close. Maybe even right next to each other. I should probably pull that up while I'm drafting, huh? Um, But I think it's another, it's a very similar situation that like AJ Brown is a superstar and I'm not, I don't have anything negative to say about, about AJ Brown other than he has Jalen Hurts and, and I know that there's a lot of talk about them, uh, you know, throwing more and I get it and I think it makes sense, but the Bengals already do that. And T Higgins, T Higgins was basically outperforming Jamar Chase uh, for, for a lot of, of last year, or at least performing at the same level. And so um, I do like him quite a bit too. So it's one of those situations where I know where like my exposures lie and all of that. And um, I want to, I I'm just kind of balancing that out there. Yeah, I agree with this too. When you, when you get jet, when like, if you you have a decision between Jefferson and chase, then you take T it's like, look, I, I, I'm still getting my access to that Bengals thing. And then I'm getting the right. It's a, if, if T just so happens to outperform chase, if chase gets hurt, you know, whatever. Now I have the total like perfect combo there. And look at that. I get AJ Brown anyway. Or do I want Kyle Pitts? Let me think about this. You know, I'm actually going to take Kyle Pitts. And here's something. Here's something I'm also trying to I also don't have as much Kyle Pitts as I want. And um, I posted yesterday and just uh, had to make an update to and reshared on Twitter my uh, probably first of multiple like week 17 article, mainly focused around game stacks and my priority game stacks. And one thing 
that uh, I'll also get to you this offseason plenty more is um, I'm, I'm taking personally taking stands on some of the week 17 games uh, that maybe the, you know, I know everybody's talking about week 17, but I want to get, make sure that my portfolio in particularly in BBM and like say the DraftKings $5 milli where week 17 has such a huge, a big tournament, right? Relative to what we've had the last few years. I mean, there's almost a thousand people in the, the $5 DraftKings week 17. So, you know, the chances, excuse me, the chances that, you know, I win are so minuscule that I want to give myself as many shots on goal in the few situations I think are the most advantageous. One of them is the game that Kyle Pitts is in, um, Arizona and Atlanta. That's one of my favorite game stacks. It kind of all falls together well from an ADP perspective. And then it's, you know, whether it's Pitts from the Atlanta side, Drake London, I like CPAT quite a bit. If you really want to toss on, you know, a Brian Edwards as a late wide receiver, obviously there's Tyler Algier, even like 18th round Damian Williams. And then you have Kyler, Hollywood a falling nuke who I know he's going to miss six weeks, but I want to have a little bit of, of nuke in my portfolio. James Connor, Rondale, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride. So there's a lot, uh, Keontae, Eno. So there's a lot of guys that kind of, you can kind of all mix, mix and match there. But I, I talked about that. Like I said, in the week 17 article where I really think the Cardinals, defense should like we should project it to be really bad and so we should project their offense to be really good you know once especially once deandre hopkins gets back when now you have hopkins and hollywood on the outside with Ertz slash mcbride slash rondale james connor and obviously kyler with his mobility and i i really really do think the cardinals defense like if you just go 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 look at the defensive roster go look at the depth chart it's it's bad. It's really bad. And so I'm trying to take advantage of that. Let's see here. Obviously that Hollywood goes. Because we're in a zero RB draft. And I'm talking about him. I think I'm dying. I'm allergic to zero RB. So, that's what's happening here. I have to. I'm gonna have to put on the. I have to put on the RB bro hat. My allergies are acting up because I'm drafting too many wide receivers. I'm gonna take Jerry Judy though. Other game in my week 17 article. That is the the game the game that Jerry Judy is in that I think is actually like. I almost want to have pieces from that game on every single team that I draft. It's maybe uh, a seem like overkill, but I'm not, I'm not certain that it is. It is so easy other than late round chiefs that don't really exist. But even then there's like, if you really want to take a shot on like Justin Ross, or maybe they bring back Daryl Williams, you know, even then, and that there's obviously KJ Hamler back there. 
I even think you can take, you know, if you want a tight end, Greg Dolchich, Dol- Dolchich, uh, the rookie out of UCLA. From the Broncos side, there's just a lot of pieces to love in that game. And I think that's I think that's actually the highest upside game stack of week 17. And so definitely going to make sure, you know, I, I don't know that I love the Judy price um, or the new Sutton price, but it's, uh, it's it, 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 like the price doesn't matter. It, if a guy should be a sixth round pick and he's a fifth round pick, but it, like you want to have him in your portfolio, like it really doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, I like, I, I mean, I'm, you guys know me. I'm smashing all the Trey Lance. I'm taking Debo. I'm taking Ayuk. I don't have a ton of Kittle yet, but I'm making sure, you know, that I get my fair shares of Kittle. So, and then here, uh, I obviously don't have my quarterback yet. I'm going to pair up Gabe with T. And uh, you'll see, again, in that article I wrote that I think that game stack is a little overrated. It's the one that, um, at least, you know, my little bubble, it seemed that's what uh, everybody was really hyper-focused on that game when the schedule got released. But I think there's a lot more, you know, A, it's outside in the cold in Cincy, you know, what, at the beginning of January. The Bills' defense is really good. The Bills' defense was number one in DVOA last year. They seem like appealing games to the Bills' play because the Bills' offense is so good. And so they are slightly appealing. But it's not really a good matchup for um, the opponent. And so I love Gabe. Uh, I love T. And so I'm still going to create those correlations for myself. But from like a, if you get to pick your 150 teams and how many of all the different game stacks do you want, it is lower on my list than some of these other games. And I just don't think that that's necessarily the market consensus. But I love doing this. As a part of, you know, we spent the first 15 minutes of a zero RB uh, draft, not talking about, about zero RB, but I, I love to do this in these kinds of builds. Start to set up these, right? So now I already have T and Gabe. I've got Judy set up for whatever Chiefs I want to do. I've got Kyle Pitts set up if I want, you know, Rondale or one of the backup Cardinals running backs. Um. Zach Ertz, Hopkins, maybe Hopkins uh, falls really far and I can you know take a shot on him because now I have pits and I'm just setting up all these correlations and also setting up my potential stacks, right? I'm very flexible. Do I, do, I, do I go Vikings? Do I go Bengals? Do I go Broncos? Obviously not Bills, right? And I don't particularly love Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, but like it's there for me now. And I think that's something from within zero RB teams that people don't, people don't like, it's not that they're not like like doing it, but not, it's not at the forefront of your mind. Setting up my correlations as well as keeping my flexibility and the combination of having that flexibility and having the correlations already like set up or planned out and you're ready to pounce, right? Like once I took Jerry Judy, it's like, okay, I'm not adding these guys to the queue now, but if I were drafting not on a stream, if I were drafting by myself, maybe, okay, let's let's put 
Rojo and MVS and CEH and Sky and Juju, well, whatever, in the queue after I took that, right? Justin, Justin Jefferson. I don't actually really want a lot of Kirk Cousins, but, you know, if you do, you put him in there. Uh, a guy who actually fits uh, zero RB builds with Justin Jefferson really well is A.J. Dillon. Or maybe you need a tight end. You have Robert Tunyon. And you just start, it's it's like, and it becomes second nature. And I think the zero RB is the easiest way to build out these. It's, it's actually probably like a low key hidden perk of the structure is it's easier to do this, to, to build this out, as opposed to like, you know, you start your robust running back team and then you're just trying to stockpile wide receivers and your correlations end up like you're having to backdoor them, right? With like, Marvin Jones and Nico Collins, you know, which is like, that's fine. Um, actually prefer Zay. I, I probably have quite a bit of like Zay, Nico, uh, secondary correlations, but you know, the real, the, the, the power, right. The up, the true upside comes in, uh, kind of some of these, these other archetypes of players. But you do still want to use those correlations, right, on the con- the contingent bets like Rashad Penny was last year and the young guys like Amon Ra was last year. So it's not just building it from the front to the back with your correlations, but a little bit of both. There's another one I really like. Oh, I should have had the board up. I really like the Jets in the playoffs as well, but... I do have to, I mean, I called it out and it's a perfect fit on this, on this team. I also think AJ Dillon is an awesome zero running back target. We saw this, the upside. It's like a more expensive James Conner last year, right? We saw he can be valuable as a standalone player. He's going to get, he's probably going to have more, more carries for sure. Than Aaron Jones, and he's probably the goal line back because he's built like goddamn Thanos. And so he has the standalone value. I'm a little weary of the Packers offense, but I've made my bet here with Jefferson. And so I'm gonna get those, you know, floor of points from him. And the ceiling is he's a top five running back. If something happens to Aaron Jones, which shocker every year, something happens to Aaron Jones because he's 200 pounds. hundred percent. David says, and we know Aaron Jones isn't big enough to be a bell cow. Dan says been getting quite a bit of Elijah and or Garrett Wilson. I love uh, both of the jets, both of the jets wide receivers. They play the Seahawks in, uh, in, in week 17. And I think that's, uh, low key, sneaky, good, good game. I almost included that in my article, but I didn't want to list every fucking game of the week 17 schedule. You, know, you did have to make some, uh, did have to cut off <laughs> somewhere, but uh, I, Elijah and Garrett Wilson are both, you know, they're they're the interesting kind of guy that like doesn't. Um, ooh, now the question is Elijah or. What I really am going to do here is Russ. And now, like I said, so now we have the Russ, Judy, Dylan, Jefferson, and T and Gabe. 
So like we're through seven picks and I've got my Broncos set up. Obviously I need to figure out a, a chief. And then I'm attacking my, my Falcon attacking what I perceive to be a nice edge in the Arizona defense. I'm, I'm still trying to, when it comes to, to nuke, I'm going to keep trying. David asks, uh, to take Hopkins to pair with, with Pitts, And it's in the, it's, it's, uh, you know, it was, it was in play, I guess I would say, but I'm really trying to on these guys, like he's out for six weeks, right? I'm probably not going to have a ton of wide receivers on this team, you know, maybe eight. And I'm trying to like really kick the can down the road on nuke and like, I'm going to play chicken with everybody else in the room. Like see Silas, Silas takes him and I'm trying to see how far I can really push it. And like, maybe I get it into a, into a little pocket of the draft where I'm like, yeah, you know, it's Hopkins or, or, you know, I'm, I'm trying to see what a, what a good area of the draft, honestly coming, you know, you get to like the Damian Harris range and Olave and stuff like that. I think uh, having, like taking that shot in that range is, is just a little bit more comfortable for me. Like we might've already got there. Even um, I like, I still like a couple other guys that are on the board here, but um, like Miles Sanders, who uh, would have been sweet if he somehow came back to me, but alas. Yep. And there's still Rondale. Oh, si- so Silas has Kyler. Got it. And, and uh, I totally agree. Russ is absolutely a tear break for me, a big one. Uh, and I'm very, very high on Russ. Paul says, since you already have multiple week 17 correlations, will you start to look at week 16 correlations? Yes and no. Um, it's like a tiebreaker. But for me, I'm really still mostly just entirely focused on week week 17. I understand, like I've listened to uh, other people like talk about week 16 or talk about the overall playoffs, but I, I, I started to think about it a little bit more after the schedule came out. And just again with BBM and there being 470 people in the final and on DraftKings, there being almost a thousand people in the final. Everything is about that week. I know you're like, oh, I can get to the final with, by, you know, taking advantage of week week 16 that is true but everything is about that final and i know you specifically asked uh like since i already have the week 17 correlations built in there but like there's still 10 more picks that i can build in more right whether it be add on to like the broncos chiefs add on to the you know bengals bills or uh, that now i set up other secondary correlations Right or or another stack. I still need another quarterback and another stack. So it's like okay, now maybe my next one is Lawrence, a, a Lawrence team, and now I build in my Lawrence Jags Texans bring back on the other side, you know. And so um, it just I, I haven't found a point yet where where focusing on putting the week sixteen correlations in there, um, you know, is like the deciding factor. Oops. Don't want to go on autopilot. Oh, look at that. You guys are going to hand me CEH in in a zero RB build where I need a chief. Where I need a chief. 
I'm taking CEH. Uh, did you guys see that? I'm uh, I'm I'm really happy that I ended up getting CEH here. Did you guys see the report about him today? <clears throat> Let me find this. Let me find this. Here we go. Um, share this other screen. I really am dying, guys. I'm alert. So, old, but I missed this. CH on 2021. I had gallbladder surgery. My gallbladder completely stopped working, and I was down to 160 pounds. I didn't run, didn't do anything up until OTAs, and I was still dealing with everything over the course of the summer. A, how is that? How can that be possible? <laughs> how, 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 like, not like how did his uh, gallbladder stop working, but like how, how did no one find out about this? Like, we know, like, what these dudes eat for lunch. And we don't know that CH had gallbladder surgery and he lost, like, 50 pounds? How can that be? And so, you know, maybe it's not true, but, I mean, it's from the horse's mouth. So, uh, and look at this. Poster boy of zero running back. And thumbnail image. Tony Pollard. I love this team, by the way. And so now uh, there's not a lot from the Titans on the other side, but that's one uh, that I'll keep in the back, keep in the back of my mind. Um, the one I don't know, but I don't know about you guys. The one that uh, often ends up as like if I take Pollard or if you're taking Zeke or CD or whatever is Austin Hooper, and like he fits this team. Like Kyle Pitts is my you know anchor tight end. I'm only taking two tight ends on a Kyle Pitts team. And so the second one's probably going to be later. And I get, I just get that extra little smidge of correlation for, you know, you get Zeke out for week 17 and Pollard's in there as the workhorse and Austin Hooper, you know, he's not super sexy because I don't think that like there's a ton of upside, but at that cost, it's like he could catch two touchdowns against the Cowboys in week 17. Um, but the, the CEH thing is wild. And so I'm not trying to like overreact to that one thing. I've been drafting him a little bit. I, th I still think I prefer Rojo at cost, but I think, I think it's one of those things where it's important not to overreact, of course, to the latest news, you know, because that we're going to get this shit over the entire course of the off season. But this one feels more like, okay, why was this dude a bust? He actually came out of the gates as a rookie, hotter than fire, right? Just couldn't punch in the goal line touchdowns, loses that part of the job, gets hurt. Okay, he's a disappointment. And then last year, we're like, what the fuck? It was a two, three turn pick. We expected big things out of him from a fantasy perspective. And he like... He just constantly kept getting, you know, cucked by all these other guys. <laughs> and and it it was it was like, okay, he's he just sucks, right? That's that's what that's been the takeaway. He just sucks. And I mean he he really might just suck. 
but he's a perfect fit with Patrick Mahomes as a as a receiver. And if they <clears throat> if all they do is add Rojo, Rojo doesn't play in the passing game. And what has wrote like you know what has Rojo, Rojo ever done to like you know earn snaps? I mean, he's a better runner. But why does that matter? If you're running, you're not uh, using Patrick Mahomes. So I'm 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 fairly in on Ceh here, and um, I think again in on this team he makes sense on this team. He doesn't make sense on every team, but he absolutely makes sense on this team. <clears throat> is this actually going to all fall together? Like this is crazy. Now I take Rondale as my Arizona guy. And now we've already got Russ to Judy with the CEH bring back. We got Kyle Pitts with the Rondale bring back. We got Gabe and T. Higgins. And we got Justin Jefferson and A.J. Dillon. Literally, the first 10 picks could not have possibly went more perfect for every correlation. For These are all like guys I'm higher on are ranked higher than uh, their ADPs are. They fit the structure, right? Dylan, CEH, Pollard fit the structure. Pitts and an elite quarterback in Russ allow me, allow me the flexibility of just drafting only two with those positions. This is goddamn beautiful. What a good start to the weekend. What a good start to the weekend. Um, this 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 one will be interesting though. I like James. I'm gonna add a few guys to the queue actually. Just to, I like Jameson, I like Galladay. I'm not gonna take Rojo because I took Ceh. I know there's a a, a lot of conversation around around uh, <laughs> that subject. Obviously, Tim Patrick makes sense. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fields as a QB two makes sense, but I'm not gonna take Fields just yet. I like some of these other guys. Let me think about this here. Who makes the most sense on this team? It's either... I I think it's McColl. Pretty sure it's McColl. I'm I'm in on that. And so now now I will... Like, I'm done with Chiefs. I would like to get one more Bronco, but even then, if I don't have one... If it's just Russ to Judy, I think that's totally fine. Um, But Patrick and Hamler will be on my mind as we go here. I don't know that Patrick's going to get back to me, but that's a thing that that's a, you know, you I'm, I'm constantly talking here about all this week 17 correlation stuff. Cause I am like really, really, really hyper-focused on it this year, even more so than last year. But I also believe we need to, do these types of things to correlate in week 17, but we need to not overdo it. I actually believe like the combination of the fact that the finals are so much bigger. Now you only have 18 roster spots. You need to capitalize on the most, like it's not just going to be like that one game wins you everything. And so if you have seven of your dudes from that game, you know, or five or six of your dudes from one team, like a, it's going to be tough to advance through through to get there with, with just that even then you get there you do need to find Rashad Penny and Amon Ross St. Brown 
right? Even if you stacked Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and I mean, Tyreek didn't do shit, but let's say you had Kelsey and he was fine. He scored like 10 points and you, and you got Daryl Williams and you had Burrow and Chase and Higgins or something. That's great. But you still, even with like those smashes, you still needed to find the other guys in the other games. And uh, JXP in the Discord, shout out to JXP, has mentioned it and it, it, it just keeps coming up in my mind on some of these subjects. But like, this is a perfect example of like humility-based drafting. Why Why do we need to not over... Like, people are like, well, why can't I just take that many guys from... T-? I mean, like, I, you can. But, like, you're not drafting humbly. You're, you're like, I'm going to get that game right and that team right, and then I only got three other picks, and I'm going to find Penny and Amonra on those guys. I'm going to find Sony Michelle in that other pick. When what I'm doing here with skinnier stacks and a bunch of different correlations, it allows me outs to find the right pairings, right? They're not all going to hit even on the winning team or even on the team that Peter and I drafted. We had Raheem Mostert. He played a quarter of the whole season. We missed, we missed quicker than any player. (laughs) People at least probably still hoped for Trey Sermon at that point. We knew it was over for Raheem Mostert. All right. Um, let me think about this now. So I'm totally wide open of what I can do here. Oof. Quarterback is bad. Michael Carter is decent. Um, but I am going to take DJ Chark. That's another game. That I really like. Really like. Lions, Bears. I know that that... uh, I know that that is maybe something that uh, a lot of people are not super interested in, but that's one of my favorite games to go after. Really, really, uh, uh, shout out. Anthony Amico posted uh, yesterday in a reply to one of my tweets, like, hashtag our lions and that that is that's how i feel last year was hashtag our niners and that was a goddamn disaster thanks shani but uh this year it's our lions i love the team that they built outside of the quarterback position and the defense still stinks (laughs) the defense still stinks and the bears defense i think is gonna stink and they're all free because everybody's out on the bears and we saw what the you know, the Seahawks stunk last year too, and 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 Fields Fields was not quite as bad, certainly not from a fantasy perspective last year down the stretch as I think people people think. Uh, great question. Philip asks, how popular do you think building this type of roster will become during the summer? Um, I would say from the from a, a, a normal person, not very popular i think most of the people in your draft rooms are not going to be constructing their teams in this way i do think uh the 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 sharper the sharper people will definitely be drafting this way okay 
quarterback is still awful. I am going to take Michael Carter here, I think. I don't like totally love him, but I like this I like the Seahawks matchup like I mentioned, just getting a little bit of, you know, it's a zero RB team. I'm going to take six of these guys. You know, he's in a timeshare with with a breeze, but I'm a little bit bullish on the the Jets. And uh, I, I don't know that I'll be able to, you know, and you don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. I, I'm, I'm preaching all this correlation stuff. Not every single player on the team has to be correlated with, with somebody else. It's just when you're keeping it in your mind, it's easy to then set yourself up for these things, right? When it's like, okay, boom, boom, boom. I did my first three, four, five, six, ten picks, uh, got them correlated. Well, now you've got so many correlations already built in that yeah, you can add on to them. You can add new ones. If you don't add them after that, it's like I'm already I'm already like got like five different games stacked here, uh, so we're we're in good shape. I think I think I think uh, Phil, you can correct me. I think you're talking about the the, uh, the week seventeen correlation stuff. Dave says exactly multiple small correlations probably better EV than a single game onslaught. Yep, that's my that's my opinion. In the, maybe in past years. I think you might have been able to make a little bit of a case like, you know, a 60 man final or whatever, or even last year, 100 and whatever. You might be able to make the case where it's like, I just want that one game to blow up and then hope I hit Penny and Amon Ra and I got a chance at a million. But this year, that's not enough. People like, oh, this is like a small field DFS tournament. Yeah. Relative to DFS tournaments. But in a DFS tournament, I get to make 150 lineups for that tournament. In this one, I only am getting, you know, uh, the best player in the world might get two into this if they're lucky, right? I mean, it's the top point, 0.1%, right? Or 0.01%. I'm forgetting the exact math now. But it's such a small number that, that are getting there that um, – I'm much, much, much more on the, the skinny stack side of things. Dan says, so what you're saying is do the reverse barbell to get away from the sharps and dump all my entries in July. Um, I think that's a fair way to think about things or look at things. I don't have much else. I don't have much else to add. I don't I I think uh it I think that's probably one of those that like conceptually sounds really good but actually really isn't changing your EV at all. I don't like I'm still going to be doing draft streams. I'm still like other like not everybody subscribes to Barbell and and even people that say they subscribe to Barbell still probably can't help themselves <laughs> if they're really like big into best ball. So, you know. And like by that point the ADP, the sharps have already, like, God damn it! I keep clicking that. Ooh, let's start. Let's start clicking some of some of these names here. I am gonna take Kenny Gainwell over Naheem Hines. I'm very big on Gainwell this year as well. Um, <laughs> Tony, Tony says I'll be drafting every day. Yeah, we know. We know. 
Um, but uh, what what I was gonna say was by the, so like the July thing, it's like yeah, okay, so maybe some of the best guys have already like some of the people in here, some of the people in the chat right now, like have already done their whatever seventy five or something like that, and they are maybe trying to take a break from say underdog. Maybe they'll go elsewhere for their action during that time. But they've already if if the sharps have done half of their drafts by July, they've in turn made the ADP efficient, relatively speaking. Because if all the sharps have done half of their drafts, so many of the drafts are are sh- sharp, and so that turns the ADP into a much more efficient market. And so, um, you know, it kind of goes. I really am going to need to get a quarterback here at some point, huh? Oh. Okay, let me see here. 172. Shit. I see. I should have I should have taken Hines. I should have taken Hines at that. I should have paid attention and not and not been just on oh, there goes Hines. Um damn it. Uh so I'm gonna take Daniel Jones here. Jones is another guy that I definitely have ranked a lot, a lot higher. He does have some backdoor stack options, but what I should have done if I'm, if I'm doing this week, 17 correlation thing, I should have paid attention to like, okay, I need another quarterback here. And if I'm going to take Daniel Jones, really the, the Colts backdoor stack option is Naheem Hines. And he's kind of a fun partner, actually, with the the Giants. Obviously, the Colts and the Giants playing Week 17. So I should have done that. But yeah, definitely could have done the Mariota stack with Pitts. Um, not, it's just not, it's just not my my favorite thing. I get it though. I don't have any like crazy strong takes. I just prefer like if I'm 15th round pick Daniel Jones, like I actually truly believe in the ceiling there as opposed to Mariota where the problem with Mariota is there's not a lot of um, scenarios. I think where the Falcons like are good, which in turn makes makes him a lot more likely to get benched for Ritter. Now, if he plays well, I know like, Oh, why are you worried about the, where he gets benched. Don't you tell other people not to worry about that with Trey Lance? Like, yeah, but so, you know, he doesn't have that kind of ceiling. He's not Trey Lance. Daniel Jones has more upside in my opinion. Um, And I like a couple of these, uh, mainly one in particular late round stacking partner. So let me think about this. Now I have one, two, three, four, five running backs. I need a tight end. One, I'm, I'm probably going to hit one more running back and one more wide receiver, which means uh, – okay. Okay, I think we're in fine shape here. Won't have a bring back for the Daniel Jones stack based on how this is going, but that's okay. If 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 the Daniel Jones stack that's – that's another thing. It's like you, you want to maximize all this – all this stuff, but like if the Daniel Jones to 17th round wide receiver 
is outproducing my Russ. You son of a. Well, I was going to get Wandale. Now I'm going to have naked. Uh, I'm not taking Sterling Shepard. I'm just going to take naked Daniel Jones and just go, go, go more in on the uh, Broncos game. <sighs> yeah, as I, I think I misclicked here while I was triggered. Yeah, the uh, I, I do like Daniel Bellinger, and I can and I can do that, or I can do uh, you know, we'll see what uh, what comes around here with Hooper. Is I guess oh, I guess what I should do. Hold on. I wanted to truly hit all the correlations. I would do Bellinger, Bellinger as the stack with Daniel Jones, and take Hassan Haskins as my last running back. I think I'm pretty sure that's what I would do. I I think I think that's that's the way to optimize the correlation for this team. I think I still prefer Hooper, though, like Hooper, which gives me correlation with Pollard and just another um, running back, 18th round running back. So I got to think, I'll think about that one over these next few seconds while, while uh, these picks, these last three picks are going before me. Silas, Silas says, Brita. One thing I, um, I've done, but I'm really trying not to do, honestly, is include my running back with my with my stacks. Um I think they're correlated in the median, you know, at, on average, right? Offense scores more points. That's good, right? So when an offense scores more points, everybody's scoring more fantasy points. So that correlation they're they're correlated together from that perspective, but from a from a ceiling outcome perspective, right? If Matt Breeder runs for a touchdown. Daniel Jones is not scoring a touchdown and the wide receivers are not scoring a touchdown. And uh, yes, he can technically throw him a touchdown, but uh, running backs typically are, have more success in games where their quarterback does not have a a true ceiling game. Um, let me think about this. I need to add these guys to the queue before I forget. Okay, Julio is there. That's so funny. I'm I'm gonna take Hooper. I just think the projection edge um, from Hooper and whoever I take at running back here is much better. I've already got so much correlation. I don't think um, a naked Daniel Jones is is hurting me. If Daniel Bellinger is uh smashing over over Kyle Pitts. I know, you know, that's not necessarily the way I should probably think about it. But the same thing. If Daniel Jones and Daniel Bellinger are are uh outscoring Russ and Kyle Pitts in that game, probably not super likely that I'm <laughs> winning two million dollars. But uh what if this is a great question. What if what if Bellinger is the guy you need in week seventeen? 
What if Bellinger pulls a Jamar Chase and drops 50 fantasy points? Imagine not drafting Daniel Bellinger when he was the guy you needed to have in Week 17, like Alvin Kamara and Jamar Chase. Yeah, on certain offenses with certain archetypes of players, I agree. Um, but I do, I would say, you know, again, we're, I'm making a, a a blanket rule and everything is actually more applicable in the micro, like you said, on certain offenses with certain archetypes of players. But uh, like if I'm saying, if, if you're asking me totally binary, black or white answer, would you prefer, like, are you stacking your quarterback with your running back or are you not? My answer is I am not. Obviously, there's nuance to that, like I said, in the micro, but that's my personal preference. Oh, this is interesting. This is an interesting question. Terrence asks, what about the teams that are tanking for a quarterback? Of which there are multiple. Do you avoid week 17 game selection? I haven't really thought about it that way, but that's a very interesting point. My first gut answer is no, I'm not avoiding avoiding them. In fact, like the Texans, are, I am drafting, like say the Texans, uh, the Lions. And I don't think that their tanking means that the games can't be fantasy viable. I think I think that every team shows up and they're going to try to win. Maybe outside of <laughs> of the Texans, but we'll see. Um, and uh, Neil says, "Thanks, thank God I tuned in for the the Bellinger takes." What if Neil? Hear me out. What if Daniel Bellinger is the guy you need in Week Seventeen to win two million dollars? Um, okay, back. So now we polish this team up with a running back. I probably should have taken a little bit more. Uh, Look here. Ooh, I love me some Dearness. Thinking, thinking. Dearness, Brita. Damien, if I wanted to go more in on that game. But I'm going to take Dearness. He's just one of these rare guys here at the back end that have the, you know, workhorse ceiling. And I think that that's really important. I'm actually focusing fairly heavily on that thing is no matter what happens. I mean, I guess if CPAT and Algier and whatever got hurt, now I would have Damian Williams as a workhorse on an average offense. But like some of these guys, it's not in the range of outcomes. Like Sony on the Dolphins now, it is not in the range of outcomes to be a workhorse anymore. So I don't want him. Chuba is the freaking third. I don't even know why people draft Chuba. He's the third string running back on the on the Panthers. Trey Sermon, damn it. Trey Sermon also uh, the uh, damn. Uh, anyway, here you see we can we can we can run down the team. If you've got any, if you got a, we got a, we got a few minutes. If uh, you have a team that you were in this draft and you want us to look at. Um, just to close out the the, play, the playoff thing, um, David says, and, and I, I I typically agree with this. It's just really hard to do to understand like the impacts of the tanking teams. 
And uh, as you said, the Lions were basically tanking, and so were the Texans. And Davis Mills had his best games down the stretch when they were tanking, and obviously Amon Ra did did too. Good looking out, Neil. Good looking out. All right, draft board. So for the audio listeners, I picked – before we review this, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? I said before we started, it's on the damn thumbnail that I'm drafting a zero RB team. I said we're going on underdog. I'm drafting a zero RB team. And we got through 10 rounds, and I think it was like – one of the more perfect teams I've drafted. Every correlation worked out. I loved every individual player that I selected. I have the stack of my favorite game in in week 17. I have the young players. I have the, the running backs that fit in zero RB builds with AJ Dillon and CEH and Tony Pollard. Even Michael Carter, Kenny Gainwell. And then Dearness, you guys let me have everything that I wanted, and you guys gave me the EV. I was trying to give it away. So anyway, for the audio listeners, so we went we went Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, Kyle Pitts, Jerry Judy, Gabriel Davis, AJ Dillon. Then we came in and stacked Russ with Jerry Judy, Ceh, boom, bring back to that stack Tony Pollard, the zero RB God, Rondale Moore to pair with Kyle Pitts, McCall Hardman, to add on to my my game, DJ Chark, because I'm trying to uh, also target that game. I did not end up getting any uh, uh, bears, but Khalil Herbert is a big priority for me back there. I'm taking some Valus Jones. I like Cole Komet as the tight end. He didn't fit this team quite as well, but I like that game in general. Michael Carter, same thing. I just like, I, I like investing in the Jets. He fell more than a round past ADP. Kenny Gainwell, I mean, we're excited about that offense. He's a pass catcher. He actually scored a bunch of touchdowns and got used at the goal line last year. And uh, I'm pretty excited about him. Daniel Jones, then we talked through. Wandale got sniped for me, as you see here. Wandale got sniped for me. I was going to take Wandale. Um, He's really only the, the, the stacking option. Then we end up talking through freaking Daniel Bellinger for five minutes. What a sad life I live. End up pivoting to KJ Hamler, Austin Hooper, and Dearness Johnson. Tony, enjoy. Tony has date night. Don't spend uh, all your money <clears throat> on the date. Let me know where. Let me know where you're going. Uh, we're always looking for new date spots. We're always looking for new new date spots. And yes, Kyle, sun's out, guns out. That is true. I'm a pasty white dude. Uh, so we got to get the tanks out when the sun gets here because uh, otherwise, you know, when when we like to go out on the lake, we like to go boating and uh, do that, like to go, you know, go on vacation, go to the beach and all that kind of stuff. And I'm so pale if I do that, like if I don't do this, go get some sun for like uh, many times before 
we 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 venture out into the harsh sun, it will be a disaster for me. A stone cold disaster. So I think that's it, guys. That was fun. Thank you guys for letting me draft one of my best teams on stream. That was awesome. Um, we'll be back Monday. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. If you have not yet, make sure to please go and join the free Discord. I'm gonna keep that's the main thing I'm gonna keep pumping. Go join the free Discord. Go to spikeweek.com in the header. It says Discord. Click it. There's a button to join. Like I said, 100 percent free. 24 7 365 conversation from tons of people much smarter than me talking best ball talking strategy reviewing people's drafts right people come in you do a draft like you just did this draft pop the team in there if you want to get some feedback you have questions maybe maybe you're on the clock in a slow draft and you're deciding between some players bring those in it's the best place to talk best ball that exists i'm biased but it's the best place um Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Myself and Silas, 7 p.m. Eastern, I believe, um, doing another draft. Doing another draft. Maybe you guys won't let us get this good of a team. But we'll see. Have a good weekend. Mercedes is back. For my F1 fans. Mercedes is back. Team Lewis. Team Lewis. Peace. Thank you.